and welcome back to another episode of Boomtown Hoops Podcast. I am Steven, joined this evening by Jackson. Jackson, what's up, man? Uh, you know, just living the life. It's been, a, it's been another long week in the Thunder world, but glad we got back in the wind column last night. The Even though we got in the wind column, the tank is still rolling on. And also, Cade is joining us again this week. Cade, what's up, buddy? Not a whole lot. Just uh, here to watch the Buffalo Bills on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Football is a, it's a it's, you know, we just kind of watch that sometimes to to help get through the through the Thunder season. So, yeah. but hey, we're we're back. We're ready. We're excited for another uh, episode this week. So, you know, first off, uh, had five games since our last episode. Uh, loss at Denver. Win against Chicago. Uh, then a little quick two-game road trip, loss at Houston, loss uh, against New Orleans, and then Wednesday night getting a comeback win at home against the San Antonio Spurs. So, uh, you know, Kate, I'll, I'll start with you. These last five games, kind of expect, you know, kind of expected that's how they would go. Is there any, you know, negatives or positives that we can take out of of any of these games? I think the only real negative is the Rockets game. I mean, and we talked about it last week. I fully expected to win this game personally, but I mean, just to, to see the way the way that they lost it, that was really unfortunate. I mean, other than that, the losses that were expected happened. You know, a good win over the Bulls and uh, obviously a good win over the Spurs. So I'll take it. Yep, Jackson, you got anything on on these last five? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of okay. The Rockets' loss was tough. I mean, I think. There's kind of that rivalry there, and I, at least at least among the fan bases, I don't know how the teams feel, but um, I was really like, yeah, so go in there and let's roll the Rockets, and it was the complete opposite. But otherwise, you know, um, a couple close losses, and then you know the two wins. It, you know, not a terrible week, kind of probably about where we're actually at. So not too disappointed, but obviously not too thrilled either. Yeah, and and going back to you know you guys both mentioned the the Spurs game, uh, you know, kind of from what I was able to watch, it seemed like you know they were just Thunder were just you know kind of just constantly they were in it, but they weren't quite there. And then you know fourth quarter just really kicked it off. And Jackson, I, I mean, I think that you know we've talked about this before of the, just the Thunder's resiliency of just grinding out, even if they do lose. Besides this Houston game, like every game has felt you know, it's, you know, hasn't just felt bad. Right. Yeah. No, it, it, they're competitive. If nothing else, you know, it's even if they get down early, like they don't quit. There's no like, all right, we'll try again tomorrow. I mean, it's, they go out and they battle and you see it. I mean, my, one of my current favorite things to do is just, Oh, the thunder down big in the first half. Let me live bet the thunder plus whatever. And then, cause they, they fight back and it's, I don't, it, Always. I mean, the one time it hasn't, I mean, like the one time this week where it didn't really happen with the Rockets and even then kind of closed the gap towards the end. And it was more of just like, they just looked tired. And I think coming off the game against the Bulls, it was just one of those, they came out flat and they just could never really get going. Yep. So, uh, you know, jumping right into what we're going to talk about this uh, on this episode, J-Dub, Jalen Williams wins rookie of the month for November. Uh, we've already started to see a lot of national media kind of pick up on this. Um, Cade, what what does this say already about this pick from from Santa Clara? 
at the time it's it's you're looking at it as like oh that's the Thunder's third lottery pick. Uh, you kind of assume there's not maybe a role out there for him, and then you know the pick kind of just gets forgotten with the you know the top three in the spotlight. I mean it's just not someone you're gonna think of. But if you if you really do take a look at it, the real competition for this award really for the rookie of the year are in the Eastern Conference. So I mean other than Keegan Murray, I don't know who's gonna really win it consistently in the West. So why not J Dub? Um, I would like to see who's managing win one of them, but for now it's cool to see J Dub, you know, take the cake, you know, get some attention for it, despite you know maybe not getting as much on draft night. Yeah, I have been thoroughly impressed with J Dub. I mean, admittedly, I didn't know too much about him coming in. He's not somebody that I watch a lot of college basketball, but I don't watch a ton of West Coast college basketball. It's just a lot of times it's a little, little too late at night for me. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, heard stuff pre draft, but. Um, he's just, he's kind of blown me away with how good he's been, um, you know, with the mask, without the mask, you know, it doesn't matter. He's going to go out there. And one thing I just, I always come back to is, you know, he talked about how Shea was a player. He liked to emulate his game after, and you can see it when he plays, um, that floater towards the end of the game last night to ice it, um, that had some Shea in it. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of a cool, like thing to have, you know, obviously not a second version because it's hard to you know have a second version of a guy who averages 30 plus but um kind of to have that young guy and he's honestly somebody that you know you could see being on this roster for a really long time and kind of being maybe not the you know the third piece to SGA and Chet as a you know I think we hope Giddy can be that but um Jada has been a really phenomenal piece and, and I think he's he's got a role here for a long time yeah, he's definitely someone that, you know, when the Thunder drafted him, I was like, why are we taking a guy out of Santa Clara? Because I really, you know, I, ha I hadn't seen much tape on him. But, man, I mean, just, just from what he's shown us in this first month and a half, has just looked absolutely just ridiculous. Um, and, Cade, uh, you tweeted out right before we started recording, uh, you know, any questions for uh, from the Boomtown Hoops audience. Uh, at 2 Manchild, Chris Fullerton. Uh, will J-Dub get giddied in the Rookie of the Year race? So, uh, K, take it first, and, and then Jackson, if you agree, just just roll on with it. <laughs> I actually don't know if he'll even finish top five in the Rookie of the Year voting, despite maybe winning three or, you know, maybe even four months of Rookie of the Month. Just because, like I like I just mentioned, the East is where the, the hard-hitting rookies are. You see Jaden Ivey, who might be playing a, a good chunk of the season without Kate Cunningham, you know, Um uh, Jabari, not like not Jamari Smith, obviously he's in the West, but uh, Paolo, obviously great, you know, 23.2 points per game the last time I checked. And then the last big hitter has been Matherin at six man. If he gets in the starting lineup, he's going to give him a run for the money. So I don't know if Jalen Williams can even crack top three, but definitely maybe not even top five. Yeah, I I don't expect him to kind of be at, at the top of the rookie of the year. Um, voting, I, I think he's. He's probably got a couple of rookie of the month in him for the West, just because you know the West doesn't have a ton of you know, top level rookies. But I think he's he's not at the level of of Apollo or a Ben Mather. I don't think he's you know um, he's never going to be the guy the way that you know those guys are expected to be for their teams. Um, you know, like Paolo is going to be the franchise guy in Orlando, and and Mather is going to be a big piece in Indiana. I think he's going to be more of a role player for us, but a very important one. So, you know, he's going to get a lot, a lot of shine right now with SJA out. Hopefully SJA is back soon. But um, I think, you know, as long as 
were healthy, he's just not going to get enough touches to kind of be rookie of the month, rookie of the year material for the most part. Yeah, and, and Jackson, going going back to that kind of that's what transition into our next little segment here. You're talking about SGA took that really hard fall. It 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 almost looked a lot worse, you know, kind of from the replays and everything. But I guess he's yeah. You know, Dagnalt said he's he's still questionable for Saturday's game. So, I mean, they proved that they could win with him against San Antonio. Uh, I don't see that being the case, you know, going, going, you know, on this, on this upcoming road trip, starting off in Minnesota. To me, this just seems like a, a recipe for uh, the, the tank to, to, to continue. Don't you think Jackson? I would guess so. I mean, it's, it's kind of a hard situation to be in. And I know there was kind of a lot of talk, you know, in the off season, preseason time where, SJ wasn't, you know, ready to play, and everyone's saying, "Is he injury prone? Is he not?" Um, we're just not in a position where he needs to play if he's hurt at all. I mean, he finished the game against New Orleans after the fall, but I, if he's not 100, percent there's no reason to put him out there to, you know, ex- not that you know a hip contusion is something that's going to get much worse, but there's no reason for him to go out there and you know run a little differently and tweak something else. Like just let him rest because. While we're still a couple games out of, you know, the play, and it's kind of hard to see us actually ending up there with kind of the way things have played out so far. So, you know, let him rest up, let him play when he's healthy, and, you know, let's keep him pushing. Yeah, and Kate, like, you know, you know, as we keep talking about SJ's injury, is there somebody besides the Jalen Williams um, that could really t- – I mean, obviously you're not going to get 30 points out of a night from somebody, mm-hmm. but is there somebody that you would keep your eye on that could at least, you know, fill in, you know, a 75 80% of what SGA is doing? I think you look at a, a blend of Giddy finding more consistency and maybe bumping up to 18 points per game in that stretch, and then, like, the combination of Trey Mann maybe finding his footing last game. Um, and just kind of building off that. And, you know, Trey Mann's good enough. He could give you a 30-piece. Now, he's not going to do it consistently. But, like, if he gets around the 18 points per game while SGA's out, both, both of them obviously while he's out only, um, Giddy and Trey Mann, I think they could both kind of fill in that role collectively and play off each other to, you know, benefit each other and find their footing on the season. Yeah, I, I definitely th- – I, I, I agree. I, I think Giddy's got a really good shot of, you know, filling in while, while Shea's out. So – uh, you know, moving right along to our, our, our next kind of topic here. Uh, we are calling this pretender or contender. We're doing this a little bit opposite since we are in tank mode here. So basically we are doing who's really going to be competing with the thunder in the reverse standings. Basically, you know, who's, who's going to get that, you know, one through five. And so guys, I'll just kind of go through, uh, basically tankathon and, and, you know, we'll just, just, uh, Jackson, we'll start with you. Um, starting off with with right currently the worst record right now in the NBA, Orlando Magic. Jackson, a uh, pretender or a contender for a top three pick? They're they're going to contend for a top three pick. Um, I mean, it it's hard to see them winning enough games to at least not have top three lottery odds. Um, I mean, Powell has been great, but they just. You know, if you watch them, they're a fun team to watch, but um, they're just not quite there yet. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them up there at the top of the lottery odds. All right, Cade. We've up next. We've got the five and sixteen Houston Rockets, uh, team Thunder just uh, 
lost to a pretender or contender? Contender for the top pick, obviously. I think they'll finish, honestly, maybe first. I think the the Magic are just maybe a step ahead ahead of them. But I think it really depends on Jabari Smith Jr. and whether he, you know, finds some consistency going forward. He looked a little bit better the last two weeks. But on the month, I think it was like 35% uh, efficiency. So, like, nothing solid. So, I think it really depends on him. But if he can't really find that big break for his rookie year, I could see him just, you know, progressing throughout the season. But they're not really getting anything. I could see them finishing in the top in the tankathon standings. So up next, I'll skip down a couple here. Uh, sitting at number five right now, you've got the Charlotte Hornets. Jackson, is this somebody that just hasn't quite put it together yet, or do you think they got a shot at being a top three pick? Um, I don't think they have a shot at being a top three pick. Uh, with Lamelo out, they obviously haven't haven't looked very good. Uh, but I think if he like when he comes back, he's only played three games this year. You know, once he comes back, they'll be more competitive. I don't think they have a strong roster, but I think, you know, I think they're good enough to, to be outside of that top five. Uh, One more. And then, and then I'll ask you guys both on the thunder. I, I, I'm going to be reaching here, but it's just, it's because they just have the track record of being at least in the, the lottery. Cade, the Sacramento Kings, the 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 beam team, as I think they're now calling themselves, are are they a? Uh, I don't even know how to phrase this right. It's like are are they gonna be who they are right now, or are they gonna go back into to Kings relegation land? I think the Kings are gonna, you know, be a shell of what we've seen so far. Um, we've seen some fire three point shooting. They've got a decent amount of young shooters that they brought in over the offseason. I think they continue to find some level of success. They're not gonna be a bottom feeder like they have been over the past few years. But I mean, De'Aaron Fox looks like he's taking, you know, a step of maturity, maybe not uh, numbers wise or skill wise, but taking a step of maturity. DeMontis Sabonis is Mr. Box score. He's gonna, you know, produce for you. I I really like what they have with their shooters. They're, they run about three or four deep. So, I mean, overall, I think it's going to be hard for them to be a bottom feeder team. But I think they'll be right in the mix of the play and where, you know, potentially they could fall at the end of the lottery. And Jackson, Cade, you mentioned uh, Demonis Sabonis. How awesome would it be to have Sabonis on this team? I mean, he he would be a phenomenal fit. Um, I mean, we're still kind of lacking the size, but I just his, – his game is so developed, like – it, there were flashes of it when he was here, but man, he looks good. Um, I, I mean, we don't have the front court depth as is right now. He would be an incredible fit if he was a fit. I, if he was here, I we wouldn't be talking about you know top five. We'd be at least playing, if not you know a little higher than that. Yeah. So, um, kind of kind of our last thing we're gonna do here today, um, you know, kind of. We're, we're kind of going to do a like a uh, you know we, we've seen stuff from these from these players but we want to see a little bit more so Kate I'll, 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 I'll start this with you of who's somebody that you've seen but we haven't seen quite enough yet personally it's Jalen Williams and it's really not his fault but it's more so just I want to see him get more NBA action and he just got recalled today so I'm kind of hopeful he'll play in the next game but I want to see more of like, is the low post passing there? You know, can he screen, can he can rebound elite at an elite level? Not elite, obviously yet, but is he going to show signs as a, as a solid rebounder in his first year? I just want to see more of, did we get another second round still like we saw in Aaron Wiggins? 
Um, so really, I just want to see more playing time from him and see what really is there. And and for, for me, me I, uh, and from I'll I'll go ahead and jump in here real quick, Jackson. For me, Kate, you you brought up the guy that uh, that I want to talk about, Aaron Wiggins. Uh, I know that was that's a last you know he's a sophomore year, but he was one of my favorite guys coming out you know last year, and so I'd like to see him a little bit more. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll take a, a rookie of the month of of J Dub. So Jackson, who who you got for this one? Say so my my first thought was Aaron Wiggins, just because I think he's he's a phenomenal fit. I think he like every time he plays it seems like he plays well um i'm sure coach Stagnall has his reasons for him playing less um but i i would certainly like to see more of him um for me i i would like to see more from dort in terms of consistency um the, the defense is there like always um offensively he has his nights um but i would just like to see a little bit more consistency um, on the offensive end, whether it's, you know, we, he has nights where he scores more and nights where he scores less, but just kind of consistently, you know, getting good shots, whether they go, whether they don't, um, force him a little less and just kind of playing within the flow of the offense. Um, he, he's a guy who, who is important for the future. Um, but I think this is kind of a good season to figure out how important. So, uh, as we kind of wrap up, wrap up the show today, uh, as always, we'll go ahead and kind of do our, our, our look ahead. Um, starting out Saturday, Thunder have a five game road trip, uh, you know, on the docket here, uh, Saturday against, uh, you know, up there against Minnesota Monday at Atlanta, uh, Wednesday, which we should be back before this Wednesday, uh, Wednesday game against Memphis, but Memphis at Cleveland and then, the following Monday, the twelfth, is at Dallas. So, pretty long road trip, uh, you know, at least non non home stand. Guys, let's go ahead. Let's just do these three because you know we'll be back before the before Saturday against Cleveland. So, um, Cade, uh, you know, Minnesota, Atlanta, Memphis. Is this our you know? Oh, and three start to the road trip, or, or do you think we, we get one out of these? I'll just, I'll give it an honorary one and two, just because it feels like in these situations, they always come, come away with someone they shouldn't have, whether it's with or without SGA, which, you know, as we saw, some guys can step up. And I think it might be beneficial if we get that win without SGA again to see, you know, maybe a Trey man step up. But I'm just going to go with the honorary one and two. And maybe it does come with the SGA, maybe coming back in the Grizzlies game and we get another duel of John. SGA, but better this time. Jackson? I To me, it's up to whether or not SGA plays um, on Saturday. I think the Timberwolves are our best shot to get a win. Um, with Carlin St. Towns being out, I think that that's our best chance. Um, obviously, we don't necessarily match up well with Gobert. We just don't have the size, but... Um, without the two of them together, we can kind of hopefully handle it a little better. Um, if SGA plays, I think that's the game we could win. Um, but I, I don't like, I don't like this, you know, road trip. I, it's a tough, you know, set of games. But um, I, the Hawks, we could be competitive um, with or without SGA. I, I think we might struggle with the Grizz this time. But you know, you never know. We're competitive. It, it could be. You know, if, if we come back next week and we won two games somehow, I, I wouldn't be shocked just because of how hard this team plays. But I, 
I'm not feeling good about this stretch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, You know, like Jackson said, it really depends on if SGA plays or not, because, you know, if he's not, this might be a a rough stretch for, for the Thunder, but, you know, you know, kind of what these last couple of years have been about is just got to grind these out. Um, And it's already, I mean, as Thunder fans, you know, at least for us, you know, looking day to day, it's already looking better day by day, even though we might be taking some losses, uh, especially with, and I don't know how we went this whole podcast without even talking about uh, Chet's progressing uh, kind of, and, and Kate, I'll let you kind of take this one for just a minute, but uh, Chet's progress, I mean, you know, they're, they're still going to keep him out for the year, but kind of from what we've heard, he's progressing pretty good as of right now. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, getting that metal out of his foot, it probably is just a very mental battle for him to have, you know, that, that injury is still a part of you, quite literally and physically a part of him. I'm um, just taking that next step. I think it's really cool in the off time that he has. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a lot of recovery and, you know, regenerate. But I think in the free time that he has to be able to go do stuff like the Thunder Reading event that they got to do today, you know, stuff like that. I think it's really cool for him to be able to, not only one work on his body, but you know, just work on community outreach. I think that's pretty cool for him to get to do. Him and JRE were able to do that today when we're recording. So, I mean, I think there's benefits from his injury. Obviously, no one wants to see him down for the year, but to see that he's not only progressing well, but getting to do other stuff around the community and with the team, that's pretty good to see. No, are we? Well, okay. oh, no, go ahead, Jack. Are we Sorry. worried? Are we worried that Chet having the medal removed from his foot? Are we worried that Chet Holmgren is losing weight instead of gaining it? <laughs> maybe keep that metal in his foot just for just for weight maybe maybe we add more metal to his body maybe we turn him into like iron man i'm just it's a thought just not a bad idea he needs to put on weight according to everyone he's not going to be competitive in the nba whatever that means oh well you know at least the thunder getting a little bit more uh national media attention maybe by the end of the year we'll have a a nationally televised nba game just nba tv just yeah man nba tv oh uh, well well guys i think that will pretty much wrap it up for this episode uh appreciate you guys listening uh continuing to stick with us so um for kate and jackson i am steven uh you guys have a great day thunder up <laughs>